Hello, welcome back to podcast episode 2 by Aaron Ryan. To start off with, federalism, like how Aaron Ryan mentions, is that tug of war between the national and state governments. There is some tension occurring between these forms of governments and whether which should have more authority and power given to them. Aaron Ryan states the important question that we all want to know, which is, who gets to decide, the national or the state government? So the question really comes down to this, in which government has a greater amount of power to be the decision maker, and which government follows the one who has the greater authority? Hopefully later on in this chapter, we have an idea of how this works and who gets to decide. The author later on pretty much questions everything about federalism. She says if the Supreme Court should be the final decision maker. She also keeps emphasizing and repeating the question of who gets to decide, but she doesn't really tell us yet. However, she does say that the Constitution plays an important role in allocating its authority, so I think that the Constitution mainly will regulate this issue and who has the power to decide between the state and the national governments. Again, Erin Ryan further questions federalism, but she goes a little bit deeper. For example, one key point I should bring up is how she brings up the dilemma of why federalism. She says that if we understand what federalism is for, what it's really trying to accomplish, what is actual purpose, then we can answer the significant question of who gets to decide. Overall, she does say that federalism helps to accomplish the checks and balances, In this way, we can learn that federalism does really have a purpose and it's necessary to keep everything in check. So here in page 5, a great key point that Ryan brought was very interesting. Uh, She says that a local problem can interfere with being a national problem. For example, she says that local problems like disease control and water pollution can also involve the national government and not just the state. Also, if there's a national problem like the terrorism and telecommunications, the local government can also be involved. With this, it does cause a great difficulty in answering the question of who gets to decide when both of these governments can be involved in the same problem they encounter. At the next page, Ryan gets more deep and more specific with the ongoing problem of climate change. So we might consider how is this going to work, which government will get to address this issue. So I think with the with this specific problem that Ryan brought up, she's trying to say that regardless, the state and local government will have to address these issues. But the federal government will have to contribute much greater. For example, she mentions the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is a national organization. Uh, which is, you know, the national authority. She says that they're responsible for finding predictions and estimations of the effects on climate change. So with this, we can conclude that at a worldwide problem, the national government has an enormous role in protecting the states with this sort of climate change that's going on. Further on, we see that Ryan is still mentioning the problem of climate change. One key point that I believe is important to bring up is that she says how climate mitigation, which are efforts to reduce for more greenhouse gas emissions to occur, she says that this specific strategy requires both the 
exercise of the local authority to the national to the international level so basically all governments have to be involved with this sort of issue because again it's a worldwide issue and i have to definitely agree with this that all governments whether local national they need to contribute sig significantly in this sort of climate change problem to help the people at the next page which is page 129 an important idea that Ryan brought was how the states took an initiative in taking the lead of regulating the health and welfare of the citizens after the lack of action from the federal government. So here we can see the imbalance of power because basically the states had to use all their authority and police powers to regulate regarding the health care to protect their own citizens. We can see how the federal government couldn't even help the states, resulting in the problem of the lack of collaboration with the federal and the state governments. Moving on, Erin Ryan describes how the states are developing plans to work to save energy. She says that states also use monetary incentives to promote emissions reductions through tax credits to promote renewable energy. Many states have also enforced programs that involve renewable technology. All of this shows how, in federalism, the states are using all their police powers once again and authority to control it and provide effective measures to, for energy efficiency. Moreover, we can see how the states are increasing the implementation of reducing greenhouse emissions. We can see their important role here trying to stabilize the problem of climate change. Like how Aaron Ryan says, 38 states either already have or are creating statewide non-binding climate action plans. This interested me a lot because the states actually have a great extent of power that I didn't even realize in trying to provide effective measures towards climate change. To conclude this podcast, Aaron Ryan says that even though the states have implemented good methods to solve and reduce climate change, we still need the leadership of the federal government. At this point, it is crucial that both governments participate in this sort of issue. It will be a lot easier and faster for this problem to eventually reduce, so I believe that the state and federal government should both get to decide and work together.